Hello loves, welcome back to the Courage Project podcast. I am your host, Elise Vickers, and today I am bringing to you an inspiring story and conversation with cancer survivor turned entrepreneur, Mike Udell. Mike is the co-founder of the health supplement company called Beam Be Amazing, which was founded based on the story of his battle with cancer. Beam is the acronym for the chemotherapy that saved his life and is now a symbol for creating a lasting, positive impact for years to come. This conversation will inspire you to trust in the power of your mindset and get you thinking about how you can turn any circumstances you're given into an opportunity. If you follow me on Instagram, you may know that I work with Beam and use their supplements daily. Now, I'm very intentional about the brands that I work with, and I do my due diligence and look at the brand holistically before signing on to work with them. I chose to work with Beam because on the product side, they have amazing flavors, like literally the best I've ever had. They also have natural ingredients, and their stuff actually works and actually makes me feel good, which is kind of rare in the supplement industry because it is an unregulated industry. But on the brand side... I am typically quite conscious about where I put my dollar because I know that where I spend my dollar is a vote for the type of the world that I want to live in. Now, Beam checked all of my boxes with their meaningful story behind the brand, which you will soon hear from Mike, (laughs) their transparency and control of the entire process of the manufacturing of their products, and the team's mission to contribute to something bigger than themselves, which... They constantly embody through fundraising events and donations to support organizations that they and their customers are passionate about. And they are that company that shares mental health resources and speaks out on global issues that matter. So I'm honored to be part of all that they are doing and all that they are becoming. And I do have a discount code with Beam, but this isn't just a mindless plug. I want you to listen into the episode, learn Mike's story, and a bit about the brand, and if you're interested in looking into supporting this company and supporting me while you do it, (laughs) and getting some quality supplements, I will put the link to the website in the episode description, and you can save 10% with the code ELISE10, and I will also put that code in the description. My top favorite supplements, if you are interested, are super greens which i take every morning and the flavor pink lemonade which is the only flavor i've tried yet Um, these are not meant to replace your veggies i will note that now but it really does help me to optimize the variety of nutrients i get in my diet next is vegan protein which i have in my oats or smoothies every morning to start my day off with lots of protein Now, I couldn't choose between my top three flavors of that, so I'll give you my top three and you can choose from there. (laughs) So the first one is cinnamon cereal, vanilla cream, and birthday cake. Then on days that I do work out, I use their pre-workout, which honestly, I've tried a lot of pre-workouts and this is the best tasting and best performing pre-workout I've ever had. Like, I say that very honestly. And the flavor that I love the most is watermelon candy of that one. These are all supplements that I've taken before I started to work with Beam and their quality and flavors are just unmatched compared to those alternatives I've tried before. 
Now, I also want to note that my audio cut out about seven minutes into the interview and switched over to my computer microphone, so you'll hear a difference in the quality of my audio, but it's still great nonetheless. So now I am so excited to finally introduce you to Mike Udell. Okay, welcome to The Courage Project, Mike. How's it going? It is going great. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to share your story with everyone. So why don't we just get into that then? Can you tell us a bit about your story and the circumstances you faced and how that ultimately shaped what is now Beam? Yes, of course. Um, so my name is Mike Udell, and uh, roughly five years ago tomorrow, I was diagnosed with stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma, a rare form of cancer. That rare form of cancer, when I was hit with the diagnosis, I was told by the doctors that the diagnosis and the remission rate was a 90% chance in six months. I went on to fail not one, not two, but three chemotherapies. My odds went from 90% uh, down to 30% within a year. So things were very scary at the time. And when I went to my doctors, they basically told me that they didn't know what to do. So I ended up switching hospitals as a final prayer uh, to figure out what was wrong with me and figure out how to, to kind of cure uh, the situation at hand. So I ended up switching hospitals. I ended up trying radiation, a very rare form of chemotherapy, and then a stem cell transplant. That chemotherapy actually was the saving grace that saved my life. And the acronym of that chemotherapy was B-E-A-M. And that is where the name BEAM comes from. Wow. I literally am fascinated by that story every time. It just gives the brand such a, such a depth. Honestly, the story of BEAM uh, really comes from, I have 10 years in the supplement ex- industry and Uh, My two business partners also, uh, who I've been working side by side with for the past 10 years, also do. And we kind of uh, always knew that we could start a new brand ourselves. And when I did battle over an 18-month period, I leaned on supplements because I didn't have the energy levels. I leaned on clean proteins like vegan protein and and green supplements to to make sure that I was the healthiest version of myself. And the problem was I couldn't find anything on the market that was good. And I got so frustrated. And when I was battling, I wasn't thinking about starting a new company, but I did notice there was a problem. And at the end of everything, when I was battling and when I was going through the beam treatment, that's when I had about six months to recover from that. And I started talking to my business partner. So I was just like, I really like the name Beam. It's that one syllable. It has a lot of power behind it. And then there's the connection to my story. And we've always felt that whatever brand we started would be the best version of yourself is kind of our motto. And that it was very inclusive, um, but premium. So uh, higher end, 
quality is so important because of my battle and because of what I was putting into my body. And that's where the beam be amazing comes from. And once we realized that the supplements that I was taking were flawed on the market and I couldn't find anything better, that's why we went after vegan protein and tried to make a good tasting vegan protein. And then we went after super greens and tried to make a good super greens flavored product that was not only just good tasting, was good for you. And I think if you looked at our site and talked to thousands of our customers, thanks to my business partners and, and working with our flavor team, we were able to, to kind of fix that issue that I had uh, when I was battling. And that's why I'm so proud of those two products. So this is pretty much what you wish you had when you needed it most. Actually, yeah, it's exactly. If I couldn't have it when I was battling, I want to make sure that other people have access to, to this. Even if they're healthy, obviously that's that's beneficial. But for me, that's how it was able to be brought into my uh, point of view and my perspective. I never actually had vegan protein until um, 2017. And I never actually tried super green supplements until 2017. And that's why it was such a cool story to, to go from there to now we're one of the best selling super greens. And to be honest, I think the two best tasting super greens and vegan protein supplements on the market. I, I'd have to agree of the ones that I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could ask a, a lot of our customers and a lot of our athletes. We honestly don't even uh, try to sell them on the brand, even the story that is as inspiring as it is. We believe in our products and the quality of our products so much that uh, we give everybody a taste test, a sample test when they're thinking about joining Beam. And we just say the products will talk for themselves. And uh, I know that when you tried the products, it was like night and day compared to other products. And uh, your reaction and experience is, thank God, a, a, a common one across all of our <laughs> athletes because they're like, oh my God, I've never tasted a vegan this good or a, a green supplement this good. I'm obsessed. And that's what we want because you'll take it more and you'll live a healthier lifestyle because of it. So we love that. Yeah. And I think that's so cool to hear this all coming from you because it's honestly rare to, for one, hear that from a brand at all, but also from like the founder of the brand. There's just so much genuine heart and passion into like the intention behind just wanting it to be impactful in your life. And it's so hard for me too, because whenever I'm sharing about being like on my stories or whatever, I don't know what to say because I'm like, there's so many things I love about this brand, the products, like there's just, you do hit it with the flavors, you hit it with the different products, you have the variety, you hit it with the brand story too. So it's like, I just love being part of all that you're doing too. Thank you. And, and that's kind of the goal here because we are the consumer. So uh, yes, it's my story. Yes, we have phenomenal products, but but you did mention something that I think is really important to, to the, the company as a whole and everybody that works here is our impact. We want to change lives. Uh, we want to make the supplement experience better for everybody so that going forward down the line, everybody is living healthier and everybody is, is enjoying their experience. And then on top of that, we're extremely philanthropic and we've donated over a half a million dollars to cancer research. We've planted thousands of trees. Uh, we've given thousands of hours in uh, free therapy with BetterHelp, and the list goes on and on. So anybody that you uh, give Beam a try to, anybody that supports Beam, whether it's one product, whether it's samples, 
it allows us to have a larger impact, a positive impact going forward. And, and that's the most exciting thing to me. Yes, and that's definitely most exciting for me too, because I'm really big about conscious shopping and conscious consumption. And it's a big vote for the world you want to live in when you put your dollar towards something that's contributing to something even bigger than just that one thing you're pur- purchasing, right? So it means a lot to me to know that where I'm putting my money is having a greater impact than just me getting the product that I want to have. Love that. And, and we have so many initiatives that are coming soon. Um, we also have so many initiatives, whether it's carbon neutral or sustainability, that we're working on behind the scenes that we are a young company. We are only two years old. And if you really include COVID, we're only a year old. So we have so many goals of ours that we want to be better for the consumer and for the future of this world. So if somebody's just learning about Beam right now, it's going to be a very different company down the road and we're going to be better each and every day, just like the message that we give to our consumers, our customers and our athletes that we are trying to be better each and every day. And I think that that's the most exciting thing because whenever I talk to athletes or customers, I say thank you for joining the ride because without you guys, we won't be able to do this. And that's why I'm so appreciative is because it is a process and what I went through allows me to understand that things happen in real time and you stay present and you really appreciate that process and the people that are alongside that support you each and every day. Yeah, that's amazing. And so what was the moment in all of this in your cancer battles that you really decided to take responsibility of your life? How did that all go down? Great question. I think that when I got first diagnosed, I was introduced to a book by Stuart Scott, who also battled and unfortunately passed away. But he prefaced that you don't beat cancer by curing yourself. You beat cancer by choosing how you live your life and not letting cancer dictate how you live your life. So I made the decision to go to the gym every day. It wasn't a legitimate workout or compared to a healthy workout, but I I made sure that that was the case. I tried to do work every single day. And with each responsibility that I attacked and tried to do, I made sure that I gave myself the best opportunity. So I would take uh, pre-workout supplements that wouldn't overwhelm me or stress me out in terms of my body. I would take supplements to make sure I had energy and stayed full so that uh, I would have the energy to do these things. And I think that responsibility partnered with kind of the way I lived my life was the reason why I was able to uh, be successful, have that positive attitude and have those positive effects on my battle. Yeah. And that I can imagine that must have taken a lot of courage and self-belief because, I mean, full compassion to everyone fighting cancer, but it's not the most common, I think, to actually have the courage to to fight for yourself in such a dedicated way. It's easy to fall victim to it, I think. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people get feared when they hear the big C word and they say, why me? And they almost kind of cave in versus outwardly try to fight. And I don't think that you need to be uh, outwardly uh, talking about it or um, kind of show people, there's no need to show anybody how to live your life. The, the way that I kind of like looked at it was 
I got dealt a bad hand and I had two options. I can give up, which wasn't really an option, or I could fight like hell. And I chose to fight. And with that mentality, with that idea, I didn't really look back. I only, I was in the corner. I only could go one way. And I think that with that mentality, it allowed me to really have that positive attitude and not hold anything back. Yeah. And of course, we can see the power of that positive attitude because that's what brought you to where you are now and all that you've created. And what is one significant perspective or belief that shifted through your experience with cancer? Like what's a belief that you no longer subscribe to and what did you replace it with? So I would say no longer do I subscribe to would be no longer do I have the possibility to look down the road and picture things like where will I be in a year? What will my life be like in a year? I lost that capability because I used to, trust me, before I got sick, I would be meeting somebody and be like, okay, where would they be in my life in a year from now? Where is my family financially, personally, all that stuff. I completely lost it. And when I think down the road, it's almost like a blank stare. I can't do it. So I live so in the moment that when anything is going on, uh, whether I'm working uh, on a project, whether I'm planning a trip for the weekend, I stay so close to present that it's it's almost a skill at this point, and I'm so thankful that I have it. But uh, being in the moment, waking up and, and living the day that was given to you is one of the best things that's ever happened to me because of cancer. And so impactful to just in life in general to be so present and not be living in the future like that. Yeah. I think that's it's so common especially today as we're all so busy and we have so much going on in our lives and a lot of people are high achievers and want to be striving for things but yeah there's so much power in that presence what's the um impact that that's had on your life just from from that time on so the way that i best can explain it is that when you run a business or you live a stressful life uh, things can get out of hand or things can uh, get to a point where you feel overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. But if you stay grounded, if you stay present, you could fix the small things to then affect the larger picture. So let's say you're you're battling something at work and you understand that it's not going to be fixed overnight. You know what you need to do in that present moment to make it better for that next day the next day after that and to get to that end goal. So whether it's growing beam, find athletes such as yourself and reaching out and working with you. And, and we have so many incredible athletes working alongside Monica, who's our athlete manager and building the program day in and day out. It takes a lot of work. It's, it's not easy. And it's exciting for me because I get to really optimize thoroughly living each day of my life that I have no idea after this phone call what the day has in store for me, but I can't wait because there's just so much we got to do. I have uh, other athletes to speak to. I have other uh, business partnerships I have to, to discuss. And I think that knowing that little things affect the bigger picture in the moment, in the present moment, is such a valuable uh, skill. 
totally. And it just feels so, just listening to you say that feels so freeing. And it seems like there's so much power in just, it's like this sense of knowing that great things are coming and there's so much to do, but not feeling that overwhelmed by it and not feeling like you have to do all of the things right now and not feeling like they're bigger than what you can handle. 100%. And I, and I think that whether it's body transformations uh, to living a healthier lifestyle, whatever that means for, for that individual, uh, you, could, you could do one thing one day and it, it could affect absolutely nothing. But days in a row affects a lot. So whether it's waking up early, whether it's making your bed, little things that you can do to better your life, just understand that it's a process and almost set a deadline. Hey, in two weeks, let's let's look back at what I was able to accomplish. Don't say, hey, like I'm not noticing anything right now. And I think that's whether it's taking supplements, whether it's like I said, making your bed or or checklists or or personal or professional checklists. These are the little things that in life that take time and nothing happens overnight. And the biggest critic is yourself. So you're going to put pressure on yourself and that's okay. But just understand that it won't happen overnight. And I think that pressure will actually turn into more of a tailwind pushing you closer towards your goal. Yeah, I like that a lot because I think it's really easy to just get caught up in you have a big goal, you have a vision and just wanting it right now. So it's cool. I like that idea of just maybe setting a benchmark like two weeks to look back and having something that you're looking to measure because then you can actually acknowledge your progress and that does give motivation too that you're like okay now i'm making progress let's see what more i can do and yeah look at yourself with this podcast each person that you talk to a new listener comes even posting on instagram or any social media or talking to people in the gym that's one more person and you have no idea what that one person or that one interaction or that one relationship can affect and i think that when you understand that you don't know things and you take that responsibility and you give everybody or everything a fair shot, you're really manifesting that future goal success. And I think you're doing a phenomenal job. You're an inspiration to so many. Uh, and I think that that's like the key aspect in life for successful people is they work through that process and they understand that little things lead to big success. Thank you so much. And yeah, it's so true though. Like there's, especially in the, the age of overnight successes on like TikTok and anywhere else on the internet, that's all you see, right? So it it is, it makes such a longer standing success if you are in it for the process and you actually have a bigger reason why you want to succeed in whatever you're doing that goes beyond just the, those number metrics or the attention or whatever it is that you want in the short term, which is a lot of what, of course, Beam has the the mission for impact that is greater than themselves. It it develops so much more powerfully over that longer period of time. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So back to um, your health and the cancer again. What were some battles that you faced in life or with your health that people don't 
typically talk about or acknowledge when you were fighting cancer? You know, the ones that go unnoticed. <laughs> it's so funny that you asked that because I was just talking to somebody the other day and I listed all the complications. I had blood clots. I had open wounds that were, were, were issues. I had infections that they needed to address because I didn't have the right immune system. I also had to quarantine for six months and couldn't be in contact with people due to a lack of an immune system. And those little things mean absolutely nothing in the grand fight. So anybody on the street, if they had a blood clot, they would freak out. They would have to go on blood thinners. It would be a very dangerous thing. For me, it was just a Monday morning and feeling a little under the weather, going to the doctor and finding that out. I think that when it comes to to battling cancer and battling these smaller, I guess, ailments in the battle, it just shows that there's a big picture, there's a big battle, and then there's little things that will get in your way. And I never let the little things really affect the big battle. So I didn't mean to bring this back full circle, but you, no matter what you go through in life, little things will pop up that will get in your way. But as long as you have a true vision for the big picture, those are just going to be little things. And we experience them all the time at work. Uh, when it was my battle, it was hiccups. But like I said, I only had one option. I only had straight forward, straight through this battle, fight like hell, and, and make sure that nothing uh, allows me to lose this battle in terms of uh, giving it everything I had. So I hope that answered the question, but it's just little things will pop up but it's your responsibility to understand and have the perspective that, hey, I need to battle cancer here. I need to be healthy at the end of this. Whatever this little thing is, I will get through this. Mm. That is such a powerful mindset. And I love the way you do apply it to just literally anything in life. There will always be those little obstacles that come up. And that's why it is important to have a big vision. But also, like we were talking about, just previously being present and being able to handle those little bumps as they come up because when you're too caught up in that one big vision then it's it's a lot harder to handle any little setbacks that don't take you along the way that don't progress you towards that vision so i love that application it's so applicable to any situation anyone is in mm -hmm. is yeah knowing that there are always little hiccups and little bumps. That always. Come up along yep. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like going through those, you said three treatments that didn't work before beam? Yeah, technically it was uh, two chemotherapies that failed and then two clinical trials, which means that they weren't um, like approved, but they were in testing to make sure that it could be more effective than the current protocol. and hearing the word failure, hearing unresponsive to the, to the chemotherapy was always a very, very scary set of words and, and a very scary doctor's appointment. But at the same time, I knew that nothing changed. So if the first treatment failed and I went into the second treatment, I still had the same two options, give up or, or fight like a, the best I could possibly fight. And 
each treatment, no matter what the odds were, I kept thinking, those are just numbers. That has nothing to do with Mike Udell, the fighter. And I really didn't try to go from any different type of mindset. I tried to keep the same mindset, stay positive, and just think that, hey, this is going to be the one that works. And I would be lying to you if, if that didn't falter at some times towards the end. I definitely at some points towards the third and fourth failure was thinking, okay, hey, this might not work at the end of the day. And this is honestly where in the DNA of Beam, the legacy or the leaving the impact really was started. And I would say for the first half of my battle, I was very to myself. I was very, uh, in a lack of a better word, selfish towards my fight. And towards the second half of my fight, I was a lot less selfish because I didn't think I was going to to be here long term. So to me, what was going to be my lasting impact? What could I do? So what I did was start philanthropies and start raising money for cancer research, I, which is the team beam now. Um, I also started working with people who were also battling so I could help them through their battle. So, hey, if I'm not here, somebody could then talk about how this positive person in my life was able to help me through my battle. And, and that could be my legacy. And it's funny how priorities change from being healthy at 26 years old to being sick at 27 and 28. And the impact and the legacy and that mindset is, is very important to you at, at that stage. And very thankful that I, I'm still here. I'm in remission. I'm healthy now. But uh, it's crazy how my battle was so connected to now how I look at life and how I, I build this brand, this Beam brand uh, with all of our athletes and all of the team here in Nashville. Yeah. So has it always been that same energy as that second half of your cancer battle that's just carried through into Beam? Yeah. So I, at one point post uh, my battle, after I was recovering from the Beam uh, and the stem cell transplant, I, I, I did have a, a group of months where I was scared I was going to go back to my old self. I was going to be selfish again. I was going to be with the wrong priorities. And then it hit me one day that it's impossible because that has fundamentally changed who I was. And now I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. I attack the day. I live in the present. I constantly think about our impact. I love building this team and building this brand. and. It's now been two years of this for building Beam. It's now been five years since I've been sick uh, and nothing's changed. And if anything, it's only gotten stronger, these beliefs and these uh, initiatives and, and these mentalities that I, I have in my, in my DNA, I guess. Wow. Yeah. And are there any days that you feel that you do go back to those old ways or is it just like you, you decided and this is like the new you? I wish I could say I'm perfect and that I have no insecurities and that I don't uh, revert back. And I do revert back. But just like anything I do when it comes to being nervous, I always tell myself right before I do like any type of public speaking, and I do this with a lot of things, but I use this example before talking in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. I always, right before I step on stage, I say, I battled cancer. I beat cancer. I can do anything. And with that mentality, it always grounds me. It always brings me back to ground where I feel that I can do whatever I need to do in the right state of mind with the right priorities 
to leave that lasting legacy, to, to stay that positive uh, version of myself. So sometimes I do revert, but I always come back to, to where I am now. And what would you tell that version of yourself that the maybe more selfish, as you, as you say, the version of yourself for that first half of your cancer treatment, what would you go back and tell him as he was experiencing those battles? That's a great question. And I think I would say that it is okay. Everybody has the right to be selfish. In fact, I think it's great to be selfish. I don't think you need to be a bad person. I don't think you need to uh, be malicious, but it's okay to be selfish because at the end of the day, it's your life. And I would just try to give that person perspective and say, okay, take care of yourself. But after you're done taking care of yourself, what about the others? What about the people around you? What about the world around you? And almost kind of create that zoom out after you zoom in perspective. So zoom in on yourself, take care of yourself, but don't forget to zoom out. Where are you in your life? Who is around you in your life? Who has helped support you in your life? And what can you do to benefit the the world around you? And that version of myself needed to go through adversity to get to where I am today. But for somebody who's listening now and and anybody who, who asks for advice, I would definitely recommend to have a zoom in, zoom out mentality in life. Yeah, I love that. And I think so in any situation, self-acceptance is the first step to overcoming literally anything yep. because when you're trying to overcome something that's from a place of hating where you are or hating who you are it never has that same lasting foundation as if you were to accept what you have who you are and then decide to build on that 100 percent. i think that's so so important yeah just starting with yourself first is also so foundational to being able to have that impact on other people because it's like so cliche but you can't pour from an empty cup right so couldn't agree more yeah so i guess kind of similar to the last question let's rewind to younger mike before cancer before beam what were your dreams then and what was your vision and what trajectory was your life headed down well, I wish you asked me this before I said everything of where I was because I didn't like the, now looking back, I didn't like the version of myself before. I was a good person. Don't get me wrong. I was so positive. People would be around me and, and say similar things that they do now. But internally, I was insecure. I was selfish for the wrong reasons. I was money hungry in terms of priorities in life. I thought making money and working hard was like, a determination of success. And I, to be honest, I really don't like that. And I value relationships so much more now. But the old version of me was, hey, let's have a good time in the moment and almost forget about it. Let's look 10 steps down the road and not worry about what's happening now. Nothing is ever good enough because down the road, it could be better. And those are very normal ideas, very normal personality traits for a lot of people. And cancer, I always say this was the best thing that ever happened to me, because it gave me that perspective to really go against that. And life is funny sometimes. And I genuinely believed I was meant to get cancer because 
I was going to make the most out of it. I was going to leave such a strong impact. I was going to use this fight for the greater good and look at what it's been able to do because I'm not sitting here today acting a certain way. This is who I am. And it's such a good testament because of who I was is so different than who I am today. And us talking on this podcast is another example. This brand beam is another example. And I think as much as I didn't like the question, I actually love the question because it is the best determination of transformation and impact is where you were and where you are today. Yeah, I literally, I relate so much to all of this, all of your story in that sense, because of course I didn't have anything as major as cancer to suffer through, but um, I think my thing was going through the lockdown with COVID and the space that that created and just, I was very, like, I was, I was fine before, like, I was okay, you know, (laughs) but I was never that confident or happy or had anything that I was really passionate about. And I was insecure, like you said, and chasing the wrong idea of success, because I think that's all that we really knew at that point. And COVID was my thing that really, like, created that space for me to spend time with myself and really introspect, whereas that was cancer for you and it's it's such a true belief of mine too that all of these things that happen for you cancer as much like I love that impact or that perspective you have on it that you were meant to have it because as terrible of a thing as as that was it's all part of our soul's journey and the path that we were set out to experience and it it was what brought you here because just imagine where you would be without it like, I think of that often. I can't imagine where I would be without the lockdown from COVID and having that time to spend with myself and change directions of my life. So it's so powerful. I love all that just that just came out. <laughs> no, I, I think you articulated that perfectly because everybody has their, for me, cancer. Everybody has that uh, moment in their life where this is going to happen. It was always going to happen. And how are you going to respond? And how are you going to be better because of it? And I think you have been an inspiration because of it, because you're living it and breathing it every single day. And mine is cancer. Yours is the battle that you had through lockdown. And there's so many other people who are battling other things. And whoever is listening right now, just know that, honestly, this whole podcast is coming full circle. There's a grand, a bigger picture that you will get to with each and every day of fighting, battling, and working better to better yourself. And I think that is so incredible in itself as a message. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's what's so powerful and why I wanted to have you on here today. And just in what anyone is doing that, like myself or yourself sharing these stories, it really does go to show and give people proof and permission to take their own life into their own hands as well. And that it's possible to create this change. Love that. Yep. So then what is your current vision with Beam? Where do you hope to take the company and what impact do you hope to have moving forward? So Beam is 
just surviving the supply chain and the COVID uh, ramifications of everything in uh, supplements in this space. And quality is the most important thing to us when it comes to our products. We third-party test everything. We make sure that the formulas never change. And we make sure that the experience for the consumer is optimal. And it took us a really long time and, and pretty much up until maybe last month to get stuff into stock again because our brand was growing so fast. So that was a, a very tough time in my life, not going to lie, but we got through it. And now is the most exciting chapter is new products are coming. Uh, so we're working towards gut health. We're working towards beauty. We're working towards um, other supplements and other products that are not necessarily in the supplement space that will better your lives. And with that comes growth. That comes with new athletes joining our team. And with new athletes joining our team, that means new customers are joining our team. And it all funnels down to our impact. And the most exciting thing that I get so passionate about, I wake up every morning with the most excitement, is our impact will grow from that. So we've been able to donate close to a half a million dollars or just over a half a million dollars to cancer research and so many other foundations that we spoke about. That will just double and triple and quadruple over time. And I think we have more initiatives. We're a good brand run by great people. And I think we do the right thing with everything with our platform. And I just cannot wait for the future to see what we can do with that platform. This has me excited too. I hope so. <laughs> okay, one thing that came up as I was hearing you talk about Beam though, I was wondering if you have like a sneak peek or something that you can kind of like something that's coming that you can give a little secret towards or a hint. Well, I did give you about two products that we're working on right now, what we're beta testing. And I think that we will be blowing people's minds with more flavors uh, that are unique to this industry. Uh, think of your, your mornings, that will be a little hint. And things that you had when you were growing up will be coming into the flavor parodies of our supplements. Uh, maybe licensed flavors, uh, products that I spoke about. So we have a lot of exciting things. And uh, I believe we're speaking to our athletes later this week. So hopefully uh, we'll be behind uh, closed doors, I think is the saying. I'm so bad with sayings. But you'll, you'll learn more personally. But to everybody listening, we have a lot coming your way. And we couldn't be more excited. And just follow us at You Can Beam. Uh, follow you. Follow this podcast. and. You will be the first to know, and uh, thank you so much for all of the support, and we appreciate you guys so, so much. Yeah, oh, I'm really excited to hear these new flavors. I feel like those those flavors that are from childhood, like when you were growing up, those are always the best. Like cinnamon cereal, definitely a fave. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are you most proud about as you've nurtured this brand and as it's evolved? Uh, I'm proud about where we started and where we are today. So we started 10 days before COVID and it took a full year of pretty much failing and to the point where we almost had to close up shop. Uh, but in the year of 2021, in that January, we came out with Sour Blue Gummy and that was a pivotal moment for our brand. And we have not stopped since then. Our pink lemonade greens continually sells out, which 
is an amazing thing and frustrating thing. But cinnamon cereal, same thing. It, it's constantly selling out because our brand is growing. Our impact is growing. And that's what I'm most proud about is where we came from, the adversity that we faced in that first year and where we are currently today. Couldn't be prouder. Yeah. Congratulations. Like this, I honestly, I acknowledge you for all of that and all your resilience and all of that. I didn't know that you were that close to shutting down. So yeah, sour blue gummy pre-workout. Sour blue gummy. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we spoke about some of our athletes before this call and such as yourself, we couldn't be here and we couldn't have had that pivotal moment and that success because we had athletes for that first full year that are still on our team today. And without them pushing our vanilla ice cream or vanilla soft serve, uh, what, what was else? Uh, peanut butter smoothie, vegan, when it first came out, when we weren't really making a lot of sales, we couldn't have gotten to the point of the sour blue gummy to that being a huge moment for our brand. And then we came out with pink lemonade greens. We came out with cinnamon cereal and so much has come out since. And yeah, it's scary, but that's the best time to look back and see just kind of like we spoke about earlier, like have that moment where you get a look back and see how far you've come and then get back to the present and start working towards that future again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So much beauty comes from those really scary, risky times. I think that you're like, Oh, am I going to make this? That's when the, the real magic happens. Backs against the wall. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> Um, so what is one piece of advice you would give someone who's maybe in a situation that they feel like they've fallen victim to the circumstances they've been given? I would say my favorite quote is life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And instead of saying, why me, poor me, unlucky me, you have every right to feel that way and, and, and be sad and don't get me wrong. But after you have that moment, after you're, you're down on yourself, say why and, and how can I become a better version because of it? So did I say this is so unfair? I'm 27 years old and none of my friends have cancer. Of course I did. But how does that help the situation? Did that help my fight? Nope. Did I do anything wrong that I deserve to be punished? Absolutely not. So yes, if you made a mistake in life and you deserve to be punished, I don't know if this advice kind of uh, relates, but most people, I would say 99.9% of people who are in a tough situation don't have to, to worry about that. So look at yourself and, and kind of go back to what I said, zoom in on yourself, see where the responsibility is, see what you need to do as a person, as a individual to be better, and then zoom out and know that there's a greater picture. There's people around you willing to support you and look for those people. And I think that if you take care of yourself and you lean on the right people, you can get through anything. I love that all. Yeah. And I think it's definitely to go with that piece of advice is seeing, yes, accepting that you're going through hard times and being compassionate with yourself, but also seeing that as an opportunity and choosing to take that as an opportunity to then go and create something bigger than yourself or just turn your own life around at least. And even doing that can have such a great impact on other people, just the people around you. Yep, exactly. 
So in wrapping up our conversation, is there anything else you wanted to mention that you feel like we've missed or any last words you want to leave with us? I'm so thankful for being on here today. I had such a blast talking with you. I would love to tell anybody that if they want to support Beam, they can find us at You Can Beam is all our social media handles. They could find us at youcanbeam.com. I'm personally at Udell, my, just my last name, at all my social media handles. And I would just like to say one more thank you to all of our athletes, all of our employees, everybody from day one to right now. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you. So thank you to everybody and so excited for the future. Amazing. And I'll have all of that linked in the notes of the episode. But yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you for the time to come on here. And thank you for all that you're doing and the impact that you're creating in this world. It's really inspirational. And I hope anyone listening feels inspired by this and is able to see what's possible. Really cool what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of The Courage Project. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know over on Instagram. I love to hear what resonates with you. Tag both Mike and I on your stories or send me a DM. Your messages truly mean the world to me because otherwise I don't know what you're taking in from these episodes. So I am sending you so much love and gratitude and my absolute best wishes for a beautiful day ahead whenever you're listening into this episode. And I will see you in the next episode.